Hey, I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is Game of the Month Club, the podcast where we play a game each month and then talk about it on this show. This month we're doing something a little different. We're doing <laughs> our slightly belated uh, top games of 2019 and top games of the decade. Yeah, I mean, it takes us this long to get around to playing them, so might as well uh, true. be a little late with this show. It yeah. makes sense for us. It's true, yeah. And in fact, I think that's actually what we're going to start with, speaking of uh, games we didn't get to. Yes. <laughs> I think we're going to start off with the games that could have been our favorites, but we didn't get to play them, or we didn't get to play them mm. like enough to... They're in the backlog, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still in the backlog. Um, so yeah, let's just dive right in and get started with that. Yeah. Uh, what do you have on your didn't play enough uh, list? Ooh, I got a long list here. But, Same here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this might be the longest segment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, probably the top of my list right here I got is The Outer Worlds. I loved The Outer yeah, Wilds, yeah, yeah. but I never got to play The Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a huge fan of uh, Fallout 4 and played a lot of that. And from my understanding that this was very much a Fallout game set in space. It was made by the same people that did uh, Fallout New Vegas, I believe. Yeah. And this is something that I've been told by a lot of people, like, if you enjoy those Fallout games, you should pick it up. It's maybe not quite Fallout, but maybe that's a good thing, too. Yeah, so. it was like, so I actually did get to play some Son of Outer of Worlds. Bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, because it was on Game Pass, I was like, that was like my uh, decision yeah. to get Game Pass. I was like, okay, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to play through this. And it's like a shorter uh, than most Fallouts, because I think yeah. it tops out at like 20 hours. I played that's maybe. That's good though. I mean, that's one of the, my biggest issues with Fallout was it was too long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I played maybe like five or six hours, and I haven't played like in the Fallout. I played Fallout Four up until a point where I just like couldn't anymore. I didn't make it to the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played this, and like I, I liked it. You know, a lot of people were. Uh, I think it came on people were really excited about it and then i think there was not like backlash but people were like eh, it's not like great it wasn't what everyone expected it to be i think yeah yeah i think they expected it to be bigger maybe i think so yeah i think that was yeah. people's main thing and because like people get so invested into mm-hmm. fallout and stuff and i i just i think it's the same mechanics as that oh, but yeah. i don't think it has that same level of of depth and for me, yeah. that's okay. I like that. Then you get that fan base, you know, just excited. And that's, yeah. you know, obviously they make it out to be more than it's going to be. And it's almost, impo- it's, a, it's like the last Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. They knew going in, they weren't going to be able to please everybody. <laughs> that's true. So. Yeah. That's true. You can never please everybody. You know? <laughs> uh, speaking of pleasing everybody, though, uh, the first one on my didn't play enough <laughs> list is uh, Disco Elysium, which a oh, lot of people yeah. really liked. Um, I started playing, I think I've played maybe just an hour or so of it. And it's one of these games that uh, you like know you're supposed to play. You know it's so good from mm-hmm. everything you've heard. But it's also just like heavy emotionally, you know? Yeah, like you have it's to like work intense. yourself up. To, yeah. Right, exactly. And so you got to be like, you got to be in the right mood to play. Mm-hmm. Or at least for me, that's how I experience it. I'm like, ah, I'm not in the right mood. Like, let me just play something else. That's, that's me with papers, please. I feel like I have to have oh, like yeah. two drinks in to start playing. But then I get two drinks in, I'm like, I should just play FIFA. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing with me too. I, I loved Papers, Please, but I'm like, ah, I'm not hankering to like go back and play it because mm-hmm. it's like a great experience, but it's, it's heavy, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's where I am with uh, Disco Elysium. I think it's 
probably you know one of the best games from this year um the little bit i played of it was like really cool and interesting um i just got to go back and finish it and give it you know the 20 hours it deserves and they got a lot of uh credit at the game awards this year yeah yeah Yeah, that's i didn't even know that game existed honestly until i saw it at the game awards i was like oh wow i need to look this up and yeah sure enough all kinds of praise yeah exactly i think it's kind of one of those under the radar uh indie darlings for this year Mm -hmm. for sure well, my next game on my list is uh, Luigi Mansion, Luigi's oh, yeah. Mansion 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never played the first two, so I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you right there. Um, Same here. But I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's one of those games, like, I just never got around to it. I didn't I didn't own the GameCube in the house. That was my sister's. Oh, yeah. So, like, it was like, ah, I don't really want to, like, get a game to, like, take into my sister's room and, like, sit there and play. Well, <laughs> yeah. And... It's always weird. And then the Wii was hers as well. I didn't own a Wii U like no one mm-hmm. else did in the world. So <laughs> hey, why would I play that? And I then, own uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. I'm the one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but no, um, of course I have a, a Switch because, you know, everyone has a Switch. Yeah, right? yeah, that's you know, true. They had bangers come out to start with. <laughs> so you got so to get in. I, I saw this one. And I was like, you know, that looks like a really fun little version of maybe Ghostbusters or something like that. Right, yeah. You know, it's Luigi, so it's, you know, a little goofy at the same time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, this one's set in a hotel, I believe. It just, yeah. it looked like a lot of fun. I just didn't get a chance to pick it up. And that's something that my sister and I were actually thinking about streaming together um, on Halloween last oh, nice. year. nice, yeah. But, you know, as is with most of my plans to stream, I never get around to it. It's never panned so out. So yeah. just yeah, just didn't have the time for this one. Yeah, that that happens. I've heard nothing but good things about it, uh, but I'm the same way. And it's kind of one of the other bummer things too that like Nintendo games never go on sale because it's like that's the kind of game I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll pick it up for like twenty dollars, but it'll be it's probably still be a little while until yep. it gets there. You know, They're probably still selling Breath of the Wild for sixty bucks. I'm pretty sure you know? they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. They hold their value, man. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That was a funny thing. I had to buy it. Uh, that's one of the few games I've bought twice. I bought it for the Wii U because I had a Wii U <laughs> and I didn't have a Switch at the time. And I was like, oh, I'll buy it. And then I bought it again on the Switch because I was like, it's a classic and I got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game on my list is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, oh. I was really into the OG Modern Warfare from mm-hmm. like 2008, I want to say. I just wrote about it. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it was 2008. Then they had another one come out in like 2010 was the yeah, Warfare 2. They did Modern Warfare and then 2 and 3 and I, I yeah. th- all those were pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But it, they've really reimagined this one from what I've seen. It was one of those where uh, my brother-in-law was playing it over the holidays. And so I got to see him play it a little bit. And I was really intrigued by what they did with the, the single player. It looks kind of like it's like a like Zero Dark Thirty or something. Yeah. So... I mean, I did get a chance to play a good amount of... Mm-hmm. Oh, I beat the story. I played okay, a good yeah. amount of the uh, multiplayer as well with Call of Duty. Um, the story is much better than it has been in the past because, you know, we yeah it's more grounded now. Right. I was, once <laughs> yeah. they got into the, like, advanced warfare stuff, I haven't played yeah. any of those stories. But... I heard... Uh, was it Infinite Warfare? I heard it had a good story. But it was just yeah. like... You lost me the moment things took off into space. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's hard to relate because, you know, we don't live that life obviously that's true yeah can't say i live the life of a you know sas agent either <laughs> right but, yeah. you know <laughs> but it makes more sense and yeah, uh, exactly. this time it was a little bit more they focus on the gray areas and in, in you know when it comes to war obviously, yeah that's, that's what i've heard the biggest part of it there yeah and it's interesting because i think they did a good job with that in the original so i'm really curious mm-hmm. how they tackled it and again it's like might have gotten up there didn't have a chance to play it <laughs> yeah uh, next on my list, I have Wargroove, staying with the Nintendo Switch. Here. Oh, yeah. So if you ever played uh, Advanced Wars on the 
uh, Game Boy Advance, then Wargroove is basically the spiritual successor to that game. Okay. Uh, Wargroove is not, you know, based with modern warfare. It's more based around like uh, knights and uh, cavalry. There, I think there's dragons in it as well for you know, to take over, like for the helicopters and stuff. Advanced Warfare had, but this is one of those games that you know I really wanted to pick up, but I just knew that I was never going to have time to play it. Uh, bottom line is just it's one of those nostalgic kind of things that really makes me want to pick it up. Yeah. Um, it's again if I go on a long trip anytime soon, uh, I plan on you know eventually getting these games on my Switch. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm actually playing Fire Emblem Three. Houses Three houses yeah. on my Switch. Mm-hmm. Just because my sister played through it, she said it was really good. You yeah, know, she, she was telling me uh, I should try it. After you know, that's one of the games that I don't feel justified spending my money on because mm-hmm. I just don't know if I actually like it. Yeah, so she got it for, for me. Christmas. Got it for me for Christmas. Good lord. And uh, yeah, so I've been kind of playing with that, kind of you know, tinkering around with it. Yeah, I've never played a Fire Emblem game, but you know. So I'm in a very similar boat. That one is actually <laughs> on my list of didn't play enough. Because yeah. I started to play it, and funnily enough, like this one I got like uh, maybe five hours into, I feel like, but that's still mm. just like scratching the surface because it's like a hundred plus hour yeah. game. And it was the same thing. I had never done a fire emblem, and so as soon as I got into the combat, I was like, what even is this? Like, what am I doing? And it's you know, a very they anime don't kind of story as well. Like, yeah, if, yeah. If anyone that watches anime, it's always like, for some reason, like in this game in particular, you're a professor. Mm-hmm. But you're also the same age as the students. Yeah. And they're really encouraging you to fuck the students for some reason. <laughs> it's really weird on that front. <laughs> I, kept, I kept, like, waiting to see that sort of stuff, but it wasn't there. And I was like, I think I'm reassured. Maybe it gets more in the past because it was like, because I, I read that there was or heard that there was, like, the, the dating stuff, yeah. quote unquote. But then it was like, oh, you just get meals with your students. Like, I think that's the whole dating thing. But I think it, there's, like, a, like once you've had, like, enough meals with them and you get them to like you enough. Uh-huh. Then there's like additional additional things, options. yeah. Oh. You know, kind of like uh, with like Mass Effect, how oh, okay. you have to like kind of press it a little bit. I think, yeah. But I haven't played far enough to get to the specific like you know dating a character thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just it's like I said, it's weird to me. You're, you're supposed is, to be these people's professor. Too, yeah. Apparently, you're the same age as them though too. Yeah. So it's just again, it's very anime in that sense. Yeah. And I think that's you know. Yeah, if it's, you don't think about it too much, I guess. I guess so. I'll, I'll be curious what you think. But I kind of just hit a roadblock with it where I was like, I don't understand the combat. There's potentially this weird dating stuff coming up. Yeah, the combat, uh, the combat is weird. It's very. It's kind of like, I guess there's trying to be like XCOM or something like that. But, I guess, yeah. But it's I, also hand-to-hand. I, I'm sure it's not weird for people who understand it. I'm just oh, like, yeah, exactly. I need like a tutor yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'll mark that one off my list. What else do you have on yours? Um, I actually have Days Gone. Oh, yeah. I wanted to play it. Um, when it came out, it was super buggy. Mm-hmm. And I was basically decided, you know, I'm not going to spend my money on a game that will crash out every five minutes, according to sure. most of the reviews I saw. Yeah. And most people that did get to play through it said, yeah, it's way too long for what it is. Um, now that it's been out for a while and, you know, they've been able to patch a lot of it, I'd like to at least try it out. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm a little bit worried with this one just because. I heard that you don't really get to fight the hordes until a good ways into the game. And that's the part that, you mm-hmm. know, I'm most interested in as well. So yeah. that's one of those, like, I just don't have the time to devote 
to get to the point that is fun. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. I completely forgot that that one came out this year and there was all the bugginess uh, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of fell off the radar for me. I don't even know if they, yeah. you know, fixed a lot of that stuff. So. Exactly. I, it, and I think that's kind of a testament to the fact that uh, it, I think Sony might have just kind of shuffled that one under the rug just because yeah. they did stop talking about it almost completely. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next one for me is uh, Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah. So I... Still haven't played a Resident Evil game. <laughs> I hate to say it, um, but I was really surprised. I forgot this one came out this year, kind of because I guess it's kind of a re-release, but kind of not. Like they, yeah, it's the remaster, but it's like also they've like changed. The yeah, they system. changed things up. It's, yeah, it's not like the Halo mm-hmm. remasters where it's just like we put new textures on everything, made it prettier. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like we they changed the way the kind camera like, works. Maybe like the Spyro remasters where it's like it's the same story, mm-hmm. but it's made to be a modern game. Yeah, yeah, it may I guess be. Maybe yeah. Yeah. I think it's similar, but uh, I I don't know because I didn't play it. So. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I've heard I was really surprised that this one was like on a lot of people's top tens, and I was like, oh, I oh, guess yeah. maybe that'll be like my entry into the series because it was like what I read was they fixed a lot of stuff that made the original RE two um, not good, <laughs> or, or maybe not not good, but annoying. You exactly. Know? Your technical uh, barriers back then. Right. Exactly. Definitely so, greater for sure. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I've got that on my list to play and you know pick up on sale and everything. So um, I also have on my list Tetris ninety nine. Ah. Did, I mean, I saw this come out and it, it kind of like along the lines of like Tetris Effect, mm-hmm. but apparently this is like a battle royale Tetris. Yeah. So I actually spoiler alert that one is on my honorable mentions list because i played it like i i love tetris i'm Mm -hmm. not very good at it same Uh, here yeah Yeah. but it is so tetris i i would say it's different than tetris effect because tetris effect is all about like you're just playing tetris Mm. but like all the music it's it's like a rhythm almost like yeah into it everything's synced to it and so like it's named for they did this study where people play tetris for like eight hours a day or whatever and then they like it was kind of the thing of like whenever they closed their eyes, I guess, like they, they saw, see the drops. yeah, they saw the drops <laughs> happening. And so it's like so ingrained in their mind. And this is like supposed to simulate what that feels like. And Interesting. So you're playing Tetris and all the sounds and visuals like match up with it. So like when you get a Tetris, like it plays a different sound effect and it's really cool. Like it mm-hmm. does kind of get you into the game. And that one was VR as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I played it in VR. And so, it, you know, it's really cool. Like it is yeah. like... It's a good example of VR too. I'm finding I'm getting like motion sick with a lot of VR games. So that one doesn't make me motion sick, which I appreciate. Um, Tetris 99 is different because it it is Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's hard to explain, but you're playing Tetris. And every time you get a line, you send another line or part of another line to another player. And then when you get enough, those lines go to the bottom of their row and you just kind of want to hit them with enough lines that they stack up and, you know, lose. A yeah, because you're trying to be the last one standing. Kind of right, yeah. exactly. And then you're trying to be the last one standing. So for me, it was like, I've never won it. I've gotten to like the top. I've probably gotten in the top 10 like a couple times. Mm-hmm. I usually like peter out around the top 20. Um, there are people who are just amazing at it who can like win every time they play. Yeah. And it's weird that it's a, a battle royale because it's like, you know, other battle royale games, it makes sense. You're a person, mm-hmm. it's a third person Shooting, shooter. You're trying to you know, come down to one person. But Tetris, that's one of the things that like interests me about this. That's why it's on my list is because yeah. how would that work? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I mean, how long are these games? Because Tetris, like a simple game for Tetris for me usually takes a good, 
you know, wow, because I'm bad at it, I guess. But. I think they run to like five to ten minutes. It's very yeah. fast paced. That's be- interesting. Because you're getting these lines popping up all the time. And like, yeah. if you run into a good player and he hits you with like two Tetrises, then like mm. you're in huge trouble and you can be out really quick. So nice. I think it's around 10 minutes, I would guess is usually how long they last that's about what it feels like so i definitely recommend checking out it's one of these things where it's like it was such a unique idea what they did with it but i played a lot and i'm just kind of like i just kind of wish i was playing regular tetris you know i yeah i I wish i didn't have i think for people who are good at regular tetris and it's just like a walk in the park it's a good way to like spice up tetris for exactly Yeah. yeah and and it spices it up without changing the core function like it feels like mm-hmm. tetris it yeah. doesn't feel like they added like bombs in there or like power-ups or whatever like it's very pure tetris and if you're good at that and you want a new variety of it it's definitely worth checking out so nice yeah uh let's see what else do i have on my list here um for me uh sekiro is That's on my list as well. at the top of my list um yeah. i was a little surprised, I guess, to see it win the big award. I was very awards. surprised, actually. I mean, granted, there wasn't a, lo- a huge competition this year, right? For, or like you, know, any other clear outstanders. But yeah, I was mm-hmm. a little surprised by that. Yeah, just because I hadn't heard a lot about it. Came yeah, out exactly. early in the year. Um, I know it was kind of like I've been trying to sort of catch up on uh, Souls games uh, because I haven't really played a lot of those, and so I was like, oh, it's kind of a Souls gamey thing, and. Everything I've heard about is great. Apparently, the sword combat is, like, better than any game ever. Um, so, again, one of the ones at the top of my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like it's amazing. Haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. And uh, the last one on my list here, I have Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to love um, Yoshi's Island games when I was younger. Uh, my sister used to be really good at them. She knows them, you know, about, like, the back of her hand. Yeah. Anytime I would get stuck with something, she'd come in and, okay, you just got to you know, do this and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bounce this egg this way. Right. <laughs> but, um, but Yoshi's Crafted World kind of reminded me of that when I saw the trailers. It obviously plays differently from my understanding, but it looks like one of those, again, another Switch game that I just wish I had the, you know, time to devote to just, which, you know, honestly, let's face it, if I would just play them, because they're all smaller titles for the most part. Right. Switch games are. Yeah. But I just, for some reason, whenever I you know, do have the time, I just plug in something I'm more used to. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things, like, I kind of hate myself for it. Yeah. But no, it's also, I, like, it's my comfort food sometimes, right. too. Right. I so know the feeling, too. It's, it's so like t- turning on The Office, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's so <laughs> tough when you're like, oh, I could just play MLB The Show again. Exactly. <laughs> I could just, you know, Road to October. And we'll be right. Talking. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I've got a, like a couple more I'll just yeah, zip through yeah, real quick, especially it. since they're smaller games. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, yeah. Heard nothing but good things about it. I've been meaning to start uh, my Apple Arcade uh, free trial so I can give it a shot. Um, Apple but, Arcade. Yeah, but haven't gotten around to or buy it for Switch or whatever, but mm-hmm. heard super cool things about it. I love a good rhythm game. Uh, yeah. Just haven't had a chance. See, it looks good. I mean, like I like the visual uh, design yeah. of that one a lot. Yeah, exactly. I love and. Uh, <laughs> Annapurna Interactive is a great follow on Twitter. One of the pieces of merch they have is a deck of tarot cards. It's the major arcana in that style, and they're like super cool and really? holographic. I was like, this that's, is that's legit. Badass, I love, yeah. yeah, I was like, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I gotta give that for my sister, actually. She would love those. She, oh, yeah. She does tarot cards all the time. So. Oh, you should definitely yeah. check it out then. They're very cool. Okay, send me that link. Yeah, definitely yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> um, next was Hypnospace Outlaw. Um, okay. I've never heard this one actually. Okay, yeah, this is one that's flown like way under the radar. 
It's a game where it simulates the internet in like 1993 era. So it's kind of like, it's like you're in America Online, except America Online is Hypnospace and you access it while you're sleeping. Hence, you know, like Hypnospace instead of cyberspace, Hypnospace. Um, And you play a moderator that has to go through and like clean up different things um like you know bullying and stuff like that i've watched maybe like the the first half of it being played on um a stream and uh it was the idle thumbs stream actually um i I think that's still they they still call it that even though it's just uh nick brecken doing it anyway uh, r.i.p idle thumbs i miss him so much (laughs) those are my favorite games podcast um anyway uh, so I watched uh, Nick Brecken play half of it, and it's really interesting uh, how it sort of discusses what's going on in the modern internet in this weird old school format. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first thing you have to do is take down copyright infringement of this like uh, fish character. It's, it's like Gopher Guppy or something. And he's like a detect gum gumshoe gopher. He's a detective, and you have to go take down stuff that infringes on his likeness. Okay. And you find that the site that infringes on it is like a kid's drawings of him. And so, like, some are good and they look just like him, but some are not. Mm-hmm. So you take them down. You get rewarded with like this Bitcoin kind of currency, and then you check the page again, and uh, the person is like, "I can't believe they took that down! Mm-hmm. Like, this is crazy and everything." and and I think you just get deeper into it. The next thing you have to do is shut down people who are buying things with a separate currency. Like they want everything on Hypnospace to go through this certain currency, mm-hmm. but other people are doing something through another currency. And and it's just like, like a monopoly on currency that you get kind of. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a, like it's an interesting little idea. I I kind of like games like that, and so. Uh, I'm hoping to see it in the near future. I'm almost like, I don't know what happens. I don't want to spoil it for me. I'm like, I could just watch the end of the stream, <laughs> but I kind of want to play it for myself. I've done that a few times. Happens. It's like, okay, I like this streamer. I like this game. Yeah. But I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, the other ones I had were Blood and Truth, which was okay. the, the uh, VR game, the PSVR game uh, that kind of, if you had PSVR Worlds, there was obviously like the bank heist mission. Oh, at the end. I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, it's, okay, it's gotcha. the sequel to that, and I've heard it was. Uh, I liked that one, and I've heard the sequel to it is very good, and okay. so uh, definitely something worth checking out, I suppose. Um, also, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, um, another. Oh yeah, I know this one. Yeah, another yeah. much smaller game. What I've heard is um, space trucking, uh, yeah. flight simulator kind that's, of thing. That's what I got out of it too. Yeah, and yeah. I was like. Sure, I'm, I'm exactly. For yeah, that. Like, might as well. Yeah, so that's one of those ones when it goes on sale on the Epic Store. I'm gonna snap that up. Uh, Gears Five didn't get around to playing Gears Five. You know, I played all the Gears games up until really? this point, and it was something me and my sister would actually play together because yeah. you know that's one of the ways that we bonded. Uh, mm-hmm. Back when we lived in New Mexico, was, you know, I convinced her to play through Gears of War with me. Yeah, and she just loved it. Oh yeah, uh, she actually has a Gears of War uh, Xbox 360. Nice. And uh, when you know, she went Xbox and I went PlayStation with this last generation. And for some reason, just the last Gears turned me off to the series. Really? Yeah, it's just I couldn't. It just didn't appeal to me as much. I guess now with like the stuff I've been playing. Mm-hmm. But 
I heard Gears 5 was great. See, that's what I've heard too. Yeah. yeah. And so I've been meaning to get around to it. Um, and they actually continue yet. the story in a pretty good way, apparently, too. So that's. Yeah. And that's something I was, I was curious about the story, but I think that's one of those games I might just end up watching. Yeah, exactly. You know and mean? see that. I think it's definitely the kind of game you can watch, you mm-hmm. know. So. It sounds terrible at the multiplayer. Oh, really? So, yeah, I couldn't wall jump. Oh. Like, they did the, or I don't think they call it jumping. They call it, you know, where they go wall to wall just to like. Oh, yeah, like cover to cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like to make it harder to hit. And, oh, you know, that's I, tough. Yeah. Oh. It's like one of those games, like once it gets to a point where all the people left in there are good, mm. that's usually the time I pick it up. Oh, yeah. And then I get destroyed. <laughs> that is so. the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly the feeling. <laughs> Try playing Battlefield 5 today. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, the last two on my list are Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard kind of mixed reviews about it. Um, played a little bit of the other Borderlands, so I was curious about it. Um, but some people, you know, it's one of those games people just get really invested in. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm curious like if it could hook me like that, but didn't get around to it. Uh, and then the last one is Zelda Link's Awakening. See, I was I forgot to put that on my list, actually, because mm-hmm. I never played it, you know, the original. Same. I didn't play a single Zelda game until Breath of the Wild. And oh yeah, I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I played like five minutes of Ocarina of Time back in the day, but I just didn't understand what was going on because yeah. my friend like gave it to me like where he was like halfway through the game already. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. But no, that one looks really like the visual design of that, like kind of with the updated old school. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued about it. It's one of those ones that I think snuck onto a lot of people's year ends list, and mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, I got to check it out. But I'm the same way. I played a little bit, maybe like half of Ocarina of Time in college, but luckily. When I would play it, one of my good friends would like sit with me and kind of like guide me. He would kind of like hang out or yeah. be in the kitchen or whatever, and I'd be playing it and I'd be like, "Oh, what?" Are you? And he's like, "Oh, go here, do that." You know, mm-hmm. I was like, "That's kind of what you need. That's the way you gotta get through it." <laughs> it was definitely a game not for our age at that time. I think. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think that's the thing. All right, so let's get to our honorable mentions. What is first on your list for, for 2019? Mentions? Yeah. I will go with uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Yeah, that I, is also on my list. I really liked it. Um, I am a little upset that they spoiled part of it in the trailers for the game with oh, really? Darth Vader showing up. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, sorry, spoiler there. I, I mean, oh. But I mean, I, mean, I kind of <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> I expected it to happen. Uh-huh. It's just like, all right, that would have been a really cool moment if yeah. you hadn't you know showed me in the trailer mm-hmm. but no uh i love the gameplay uh to me it reminds me very much of god of war um 2019 okay yeah or 2018 yeah and it just like the way it feels kind of heavy like people try to compare it to dark souls and stuff like that yeah but i didn't play those so i can get I that comparison i started playing it i had this whole idea where i was gonna play uh i was like i haven't haven't done dark souls and i'm just gonna play it all like i'm gonna mm-hmm. do dark souls i'm gonna do bloodborne i'm gonna do uh, one of the other more uh, Sekiro, yeah. and then I'm gonna do Jedi Fallen Order because what I heard about Jedi Fallen Order was that it was like Dark Souls for kindergartners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll start with this one. So I started playing it, and sure enough, there was one area on the first world where I like, like really got stuck for a long time, mm-hmm. and then I like bumped the difficulty down, and then I figured out I like didn't need to fight the boss that i thought i had to fight and stuff yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about i think that yeah big, like, in the frog pit. looking thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot apparently a lot of people uh got caught up on that yeah i never came across it because i i guess okay. i just never fell down that pit so i never fought it and i didn't realize what people were complaining about on that on that right. planet i was like because my friend brian also did the same thing yeah and i was like oh i, 
I took because there's a smaller version of it you have to kill. Right, exactly. Like, it wasn't that hard. Like, right. See, maybe I'm just really good. Well, see, and that was the thing, and I think this is kind of one of the defining characteristics of Souls games. It's like the first time I hit it, I was like, "This is impossible." Mm-hmm. By the time I was done with it, I was like, "Oh, this isn't hard at all." You yeah. know, you get that rhythm of being able to dodge and like block things properly. Right, yeah. and and the thing itself hasn't changed. It's just that you've learned more, and and it's like mm-hmm. people talk about you know the system forces you to bend to it and not the other way around yeah. and i think that's interesting one I, I don't know how i feel about it for sure but mm. i think it's interesting and so um i really liked star wars uh jedi fallen order um i think it did have a pretty good feel to the lightsaber battles and stuff and once i kind of got rolling with it and mm. i was on a planet and i was like uh, slicing up uh, stormtroopers and whatnot, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, like now I'm on board with this. My biggest complaint though about the game is why do we have to kill so many like creatures? Why, why yeah. are we killing all the wildlife in this <laughs> game? Why is all the wildlife want to kill me? Right, it's it not very Jedi ish. Yeah, you know? exactly. That, that part seemed a little off to me. I was like, why not just put more empire like right you know they're at large right now so this would be this would yeah. make sense but and i, I get yeah. yeah i guess they were like we need other enemy types that aren't stormtroopers but yeah, in my head i it, mean you could have put in like a couple of them like they had like the like the dark brothers or the night brothers whatever they were called oh yeah they, they had like a few things like that like that made sense mm-hmm. like but just the constant spider attacks just oh yeah god <laughs> and and again maybe that's them trying to be dark souls as i was reading up on yeah. it you know they were like there's a certain area of the game where like spiders keep killing you and maybe you know maybe they're just trying to be an homage to that so um fucking spiders right (laughs) it's like ron weasley like not the spider exactly why could it be follow the butterflies right (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think that's definitely a good one to put uh on the honorable mentions list uh for me the first one that i've got is uh ring fit adventure um which one is this? <laughs> what did you just say? Ring Fit Adventure, man. Ring it's, Fit Adventure. It's the workout game for Nintendo oh Switch. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Listen, it's great. <laughs> I love it. It's not top three great, but it's really good. Exactly. <laughs> they have taken... Okay. They have finally made a uh, good workout game for a Nintendo system. Like, they had Wii Fit in the balance board and stuff, and I played that a little bit, and I was like, you're just kind of, like, leaning. Yeah, it's just, like, the yoga mat stuff like that. Put your hands on it. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but this one, I've done, you know, I think maybe, like, a week of it in, in total. Like, I've played it individual days throughout, you know, totaling up to seven days, mm-hmm. which isn't much, you know. You can keep going uh, for probably forever, really, with yeah. it. Um, but it is the first one where I'm like, yeah, they've done it properly. It doesn't feel gimmicky. It does feel like I'm getting a workout when I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really great. And they've made it into an RPG. So Really? You, yeah. So your character, the main like gameplay of it is you're running. And so you have to run in place. And you've got a Pilates ring. Mm-hmm. And you have to squeeze it or pull it to do certain things. So you like pull it to vacuum up. Uh, coins as you're running and you squeeze it to shoot bursts of air to like break crates and you'll run into monsters and to defeat the monsters your attacks are exercises and so you'll run into like red enemies and their weakness is like arm exercises so you do amazing you do an arm exercise where you like squeeze the ring a bunch of times and then that like hurts the red enemy and then the purple enemy is there and that's leg exercise then you got to do like 15 squats and like (laughs) That defeats the purple enemy. And it's one of these things where it's like, if you really don't like to work out and you have to like do something, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that way, actually. I think I'll start, end up doing 
some of the other workouts where it's just like, okay, do this, do that, you know, whatever. Yeah. But if you if you hate that sort of stuff and you have to have something to focus on and like an objective, this is really good for that. That is very interesting. That's not something I even remembered happening. I remember really? <laughs> making fun of that ring thing because it, yeah. it got memed a lot. Oh, yeah, it definitely got but memed. That is... I am surprised that was a good game. Yeah. I'm yeah. very surprised. I'm glad to hear that, actually. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And now it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> we're Luckily, we're the last two people talking about it, so we get to tell all of you all <laughs> that it is selling out everywhere. Really? Be- because everyone in China who's quarantined because of the coronavirus oh. is buying it so that they have like an exercise and something to do yeah. from their house. So it's like going for on the internet right now it's going for like twice the MSRP. That's because crazy. it's just in demand that much. It's wild. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have expected that honestly. Right, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just read cuz I was like I was like let's see what the community on this game is up to and then I started mm-hmm. seeing those articles as I was just like skimming through the subreddit and I was like this is insane. <laughs> that is really cool. I I mean Damn, glad you found. I mean, I just yeah, right? found Beat Saber this year. Honestly, oh my god, it's kind of a workout. By yeah, way. that's definitely a workout yeah. if you do it enough. <laughs> yeah, the harder level ones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. definitely. <laughs> well, uh, my next honorable mention that I have here is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. We okay, talked about yeah, it a little yeah. bit earlier, so don't really need to harp on it too much. Um, I just I enjoyed playing the uh, I think it's gunfight where it's yeah, just the two gun on game. Two. The one that's 2v2. So okay, I think that's yeah. Gun fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that because me and, you know, my friend Brian, we would play, uh, we would stream it and, you know, mm-hmm. play together. And they do the competitive matchmaking pretty well on there. Like, you'll have probably your first game, you just get destroyed. And it's like, sure. okay, let's, you know, find someone more your style. Then the next game, you destroy the other team. It's like, okay, yeah. let's find a middle ground. And then from that point on, it's pretty, pretty even. Nice. So it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, I've heard really good things about it. I've seen that played. Yeah. Again, that was something my brother-in-law played, and I was like, i got to get this game. This looks really fun. Exactly. And they're, they're doing a thing now where, of course, everyone's doing the Fortnite thing where they do a season pass or, like, you know, sure, battle yeah. pass kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been huge into modifying my guns and stuff in Call of Duty, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really appeal to me all that much. Sure. Uh, it's not like Fortnite where, you know, it's bright colorful characters and right so it different really, skins and yeah. stuff yeah. and I'm basically a man child so it doesn't really <laughs> affect me the same way that you know, that does fair but no a lot of fun um, you know I'm just glad to see that they're making better Call of Duty games now I guess I mean, yeah and again that's you know opinion based of course you know of course yeah we're, we weren't fans of the other ones so <laughs> fair enough yeah. yeah it definitely went downhill there so I'm, I'm kind of glad they're pulling it back in both the mm-hmm. single player and multiplayer bringing aspects. the single player back in general yeah exactly yeah, black ops 4 was just the uh multiplayer I believe really yeah and oh, then wow. apparently they're talking about bringing a battle royale to this one i could um, see that i mean but they brought a battle yeah. royale to the last one. That's the only reason yeah, that, I bought the, the last one. Yeah, the last one, it was, like, based around that. Like yeah. The, the blackout mode. Mm-hmm. But I th- think with this one, they still haven't added it. I don't know if they're actually going to or not at this point. They might just be working on it for the next one. Yeah, that would make sense. I mean, it's... It's it, been, like, a... It's almost a... Well, I guess it was November, huh? Yeah. So, I mean... It hasn't really been that long. And it's, like, one of these things where it's, like, games now, you know, you just kind of add updates yeah, pretty, as the life cycle goes on. And so it's, like... I could see them doing that and being like, uh, we, uh, like, to regenerate interest in the game, to get mm-hmm. it, like, going again, we're going to release that mode. We're going to pick up more sales and everything like that. So. For some reason, when you said we, I was just thinking, like, the we. 
And I was thinking, like, yes, that's what it needs. Like, it's a Wii yes, port. Please bring back the Wii version of Call of Duty. We're bringing it to the Wii. <laughs> We're gonna have nunchuck thumbstick controls. Exactly. You gotta point at the screen. It's that, gonna be great. You're that is what it. Modern Warfare needs. <laughs> All the yeah. peripherals to sell. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so my next one is one you will not find on the Wii. It is uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely not. That is one. Um, funnily enough, I've been playing it at my office a lot, uh, which is surprising <laughs> that, you know, I work at an office where they do it, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, at first, I had never played a Mortal Kombat game before, so I, like, wasn't familiar with it. I played, like, Tekken a little bit mm-hmm. um, but I got into this and you know I kept getting my ass handed to me a lot Yeah. but as I figured it out and figured out how it works I got really into it and it's you know it, it really is a great fighting game like and when I say it's a great fighting game it's like it is all the strategy of fighting even if it looks weird on the screen mm-hmm. like the things you're thinking about as you play it and this will not be news to like anybody who's ever played a fighting game, I feel like, because I think they're all this way and that's what people love about them. But the strategy of like, I know they're going to go low, so I got to go high, but then they know that I'm going to go high, so I got to like step back or block or dodge, you know, or I'm going to jump, but I know they're not going to jump. And it's just a lot of like reading your opponent and mm-hmm. like thinking about what they're going to do. And then on top of that, memorizing the combos. And so it's, it's one of these things that's like very deep and you can get very deep into it and just get really good and you can play online and like one combo to get people's health down to like 30 percent or whatever Mm. um and i'm not on that level but even though i'm not i'm really enjoying playing it and i really enjoy playing against other people and it's just a great one-on-one game yeah and from what i've heard this is one of the best editions of it Mm -hmm. um i think 10 was also pretty good but I think they've revamped the story. I like the way the graphics work. Some of the systems, like the, um, the I forget what they call it. It's like a, a bonus meter that you can use. It used to be X-ray in the old one. Now it's, you know, something, now it's final blow or, or fatal blow, I should say. Um, anyway, yeah. there's a lot the to it. finish him meter, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it used to be that, like, you had a meter that filled up and you could use it whenever. Now you ha- can only use it if your health is, you know, 30% or less. Okay. Um, so it's just, you know, they made a lot of interesting changes like that that I think make it more accessible and more even keel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's great. It's like, it's one of these yeah. things where it's like, t- to truly do it justice, I'd have to like talk about it for an hour and research it and everything yeah. but just trust me when i say it's a good game if you're into fighting games see i've never been a huge fan of fighting games mm-hmm. mostly because i used to play mortal kombat you know back on the oh yeah SNES. yeah and my sister would be the type that would just spam b you know punch me oh the, sure you know, yeah never got a chance to play um the only other funny game i actually ever was able to get into was uh injustice Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because it was you know Superman, Batman. I just wanted to yeah. play it. But, well, and, you've played Mortal Kombat, then I think it's oh, yeah. the same system. <laughs> that's what the way you're talking about it. Like made me, you know, remember that. Yeah, exactly. Like and I didn't know that. I saw mm-hmm. Injustice was out there, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I saw that I don't think they're exactly the same, but they're like very similar. It's like more or less the same systems and whatnot. Yeah, I, I, I felt similar because I actually yeah. did play a little bit of Mortal Kombat 11, and like I said, I'm right. just not good at fighting games yeah and i just don't really get into it the only reason i was able to get into injustice because the storyline was the injustice storyline which yeah, yeah, yeah. is a very good storyline to me yeah definitely. so and you know i just kind of forced my way through and i'm not good so i was like dying a lot so, sure yeah you know. 
one of those. The, it's a steep learning curve, but once you start getting midway up it, then it starts getting rewarding. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, I had one in my head for my next uh, honorable mention because I was running out. Oh, yeah, Control. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the games that we reviewed, I know that you know, it may not have sounded like we were too high on it at the mm-hmm. time, but you know, I did go back and play a little bit more of it as well. It's just, it's one of those games that it's it feels good to play. Mm-hmm. It's just confusing as shit. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. That so, is true. Yeah, and that's why it's an honorable mention instead of a top three. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's one of those. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. um, and it has something cool going on. It's just doing it a little bit too much. That's and that's why you know, I enjoyed it. It a lot of people enjoyed it. IGN gave it you know game of the year. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it deserved it honestly, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I'm not you know getting paid to review things. So <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's counts for a little bit more. Yeah, but you know, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. It just kind of I. Can't wait to see what they do with the next game. I think yeah. that's what's going to be more important to me is that if they continue this and they make something really cool out of it, then I'm excited. Yeah, I, I really liked Control, and I liked it enough that I think we will hear about it a little bit later. Um, but I will definitely say that my major caveat to the game is you have to like the kind of stuff where you just like don't know what's going on at all. And yeah. It's very confusing and like See, I love aggressively that during confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not as big a fan during games. That's fair. That's but also, fair. you know, you're it's almost like a horror film at that point. You don't know what mm-hmm. you're doing and you're just kind of like trying to figure things out. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I liked it a lot. I think we'll be coming back to talk about that one some more nice. in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else I've got on my list here. Um, my second to last one uh, is Fortnite. Uh, I know that's kind of a weird thing to say because it didn't really come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, last year, this was kind of the year. Yeah, last year, <laughs> twenty nineteen. Excuse me. Yeah, it didn't come out two months ago or in that period. Um, I this was kind of the first time I had ever really gotten into Fortnite. I remember when mm-hmm. it very first started getting popular. I played it for like fifteen minutes, and I was like, "Hmm, this is weird." Uh, and didn't touch it again. And then this year, I came back to it. Uh, I've played it with my wife a lot, uh, yeah. and you know my extended family or or my in laws have gotten into it, and so I've been playing it with them. And now it's like I'm like, okay, I see the appeal now, you know. You know, it's funny about that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. Actually, really? Yeah. Uh, with my squad. Uh, that I we, saw you online, and I was. I all, saw you too. And I and almost I sent you an invite. <laughs> I was wondering. Did, oh, maybe because it said like in the launcher. I think I was like, oh, yeah. maybe he just like has it like the Epic Game Store open or something on his mm-hmm, computer. Mm-hmm. You know, just didn't think about. It. I was like, yeah. I wonder if he's still playing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to add you into the squad there. This, Definitely. The last season actually was the first time I ever got all the skins, and I was like at level like oh, three, nice. 300 or so. I was like, oh, wow. I was surprised myself. I was like, well, you know, when you're not working. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, that's very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it was, uh, you know, I was very surprised by um, how much I actually enjoyed this last season of it. Yeah. So. What I will say is like, the thing I've always thought about is it's really easy to play with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one exactly. of the big benefits. And if you can do that, what I've discovered is if you're doing that, if you're playing with a couple other people, like it is so good. And oh, yeah. the enjoyment of that has gotten me through playing solos a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so accessible um, and it's so easy and it's free and everything. It's like... And matchmaking that they're doing now too, like mm-hmm. at least for me, you know, they probably add a lot more bots into my games. But, you know, I'm 
consistently in like the top five, or like you always feel like mm-hmm. you're you have a chance, or like you yeah, you don't feel like you're just getting you know run on like by Ninja fifteen times. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And that's the yeah. other thing. It's like I've never had that experience where I feel like I'm getting you know crushed all the time. Yeah, like and so that's the reason why I quit playing it. Right, because that would turn me off year, yeah. too. You know, um, so yeah, I think it's you know I think it's one of these things. Obviously, it's much bigger than just this year and so i think we'll also mm-hmm. may end up talking about it when we get to yeah. games of the decade because i think it it's definitely a it definitely de- needs to be mentioned it's yeah it's a defining decade, yeah. game of the decade especially when you consider it's you know revenue stream and the battle pass and all that i think mm-hmm. we'll look back and be like oh yeah and that- the real world adaptations that came yeah. with it too yeah exactly and the people's careers it made right oh yeah, yeah for sure i mean it's it really is like kind of the cornerstone of a lot of stuff that happened in the entire gaming scene over the last 10 years. So definitely, I think we'll be talking about it more soon. Did uh, you have any more honorable mentions or just one more? Yeah, go ahead. And this is kind of a, uh, cause I think one of mine is going to be on your top three. So I'm just going to go ahead and save it. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I th- if it doesn't, I'll be surprised. I think I'll say there's it, but, one yeah. that I can think of. <laughs> um, but the last honorable mention I have is Jackbox party pack six. Nice. And what I will say is that, uh, it's actually not like, I don't think, uh, party pack six is like the best party pack ever. That's probably, like three but Mm -hmm. these are games that just get constantly overlooked because they don't fit into what a lot of people popularly think of as video games yeah um they're you know they're for those of you who don't know the jackbox party pack is a pack of five uh games that you play on your phone you know you you watch Mm -hmm. it on your tv and everybody uses their phone to connect to a website and enter answers and interface with the game and uh Party Pack 6 is obviously the sixth iteration of it. Um, And I just think all of those packs have games in them that are so good. Uh, I've played them with friends that are my own age, with people that I don't know. It's good for younger crowds, older crowds. Uh, They're great for any party. You can, most of them, they top out at like eight or 10 people, but Mm -hmm. you can really play with an audience you can go up to a thousand people very popular on twitch actually for a good while i believe the it. audiences you know, yeah exactly yeah. um and i know jackbox is a cool company because they do like streams where you can play with the fans and they're mm-hmm. very like uh vocal with their community and uh, so it's just really great and so i don't think six is like like i said one of the best packs i do think it has one of the best games ever in um uh push the button uh which is the which one where everyone's that. on the ship yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. aliens. I like that one. Yeah, yeah it's a little it, bit like Secret Hitler. You gotta exactly. find out who the aliens are based on answering questions. And all your friends are liars, just so you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never trust your that friends. Way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's I, I just think those deserve a little more credit and I think oh, for sure. I think it's the sort of thing where it's like I think a lot of people haven't heard of them, but if you have heard of them and you try it and you play it and you've got like a big group of friends you can play it with you'll love it you'll fall mm-hmm. in love immediately and and it's very simple to back. pick up too i mean like if my it parents really were is. able to figure out how to you know get on there and play it without us having to take their phone from them and plug it in yep pretty much anyone can do it at this you know day and age exactly so, yeah. yeah and the games the rules are all very simple yeah they're all very simple yeah. and the phone guides you through it and everything and so i just think jackbox and jackbox parties pack six deserve you know that Oh yeah. End of the year list attention and so I'm throwing them as my last entry in honorable mentions. I concur. Yep. All right, here so we go. Top three. It's time for the top Whew. three. 
Jake, what is your third favorite game of the year? My third favorite game of 2019 was kind of a double. Okay. All right. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, okay. So all right. I uh, this is the first Pokemon you know game I had played all the way through since I think Black and White. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up um the Hawaii version one or Alolan version ones. I guess it was Wait, based what? on Hawaii. Oh. Oh. Okay. But, all um, right. But yeah, you know, I just going like, to get into Hawaii it. Did Hawaii get a separate version of the game? <laughs> yeah, so if you didn't know it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I really like this one. It, you know, it's like the more it's set, like basically in the British version of Pokemon, and it's mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of the region off the top of my head for some reason. I think it begins with a K. I don't really care. No, <laughs> that's what it's called. Don't care. <laughs> but um, one of the big things about it is they have the giant uh, wild region. So it basically turns into an open world Pokemon game, mm-hmm. um, and also they took a page out of Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, uh, but you know, basically they redid you know Pokemon Yellow, uh, mm-hmm. but all the Pokemon are like you know out in the wild. You can see them. Um, that is one of my favorite features of it because you can walk away from it, <laughs> or you can you know <laughs> go true, towards yeah. it. Like like uh, you don't I haven't have seen to that wait one yet in the grass and get the diddle 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 exactly. It's less time consuming. It speeds the game up a lot with yeah. that because it's not constant. There are still those like you do have to go to those like uh, exclamation point in the grass sometimes if you want to get certain Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it makes it more fun. Like it makes it more exciting when you see something pop up that you have not seen yet. Yeah. And then when you're walking around the wild area, like when you see like a Rhydon walking around, like, oh shit, let me go towards that. Right. Then you realize that it's walking around because it's level 80 and you can't fight that. <laughs> you're like, oh crap, I can't even catch this thing. Right. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, they really fixed some, one of my biggest issues with the game, which is at the end, instead of just making you fight the Elite Four kind of thing, they do a, I mean, very structured, obviously it's all, you can be the same every time, but it's a tournament style where you ah. face off against the other trainers that you had uh, been, you know, rivals with throughout the story. Uh-huh. And then you have to refight all the gym leaders, but it's, they're no longer, you know, just their gym, you know, challenges. It's their, we're trying to be the best. Version. Okay. Gotcha. So it's like now you, you played against someone, they were, you know, trying to see if you were worthy of even continuing. Now this is a, hey, you're fully trained. This is, what I'm actually here do, you know. Gotcha. Which yeah. is one of my issues with uh, you know, the original games too. Is like everyone talks like, oh, Brock is so strong. You can never beat Brock. He's he's such a great trainer. Mm-hmm. Dude's got a level twelve Onyx. Like, I, <laughs> pretty sure most people go wax that. Like, right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and makes it make I, a little more narrative sense. They're kind of going easy on you at first. Exactly. And then they're like, all right, I'm fighting you to the death. You know. And also, can I just say it's beautiful having it up on you know the big screen TV? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I gotta, absolutely. I have a big beautiful 4K TV in my living room and. You know what looks good on there? Yeah. Giant Pokemon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, Supermax I'm, or whatever it, they call it. Like, Dynamax. Yeah, Dynamax. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Um, obviously, we all know Pokemon is baby's first RPG. <laughs> this is not any different. I've mm-hmm. never lost a single battle you know, throughout the oh, story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really have to grind that much in order to be you know, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Pokemon level up a lot faster than they normally do. If as long, even when you just catch a Pokemon, you're, everyone in your party eats, you know. XP. Oh wow! Okay. So it's just like you know, you're constantly going. If you know, you spend a little bit of time, you know, catching wild Pokemon, you're you're gonna be fine. Yeah. And most of us do that anyway. But I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, there's still some in-game stuff that I haven't gotten through yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope to get through it. But the story was enough for me. I'm probably just gonna go back to it when the DLC comes out in June. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get a pl- chance to play Pokemon. Um, I've heard it's, you know, really awesome. So I'm glad to hear that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot better in a lot of ways. So oh, yeah. it's one of those ones I'll have to check out. I haven't played a Pokemon. 
since Yellow. Ooh. Uh, it's been a long time for me because it was like, I'm not huge on RPGs. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I had my baby's first RPG, I played it for a while because <laughs> it was just like I was in elementary school and it was the fad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Every, then you didn't have a conversation with a kid that didn't know anything about Pokemon. So right, it's hard to, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, well, I gotta play it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I was like, everybody else is doing it. And I was like, what am I? I got like lost at some point. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? I know I'm fighting the gym trainers. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know. What I remember. To do. my, I remember asking my mom, uh, "How do you get to Peter City?" She's like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. That's <laughs> just as if like everyone just knew it. Exactly. You know? I, yeah. My mom used to help me out with video games a lot when I was a kid. Like, oh nice. Me and my sister, we could never get past uh, the werewolves in Zombie Ate My Neighbor. Um, and my mom would always have to come in and do it for us. What? Yeah, so. All right, I'm going to have to look up Zombie Ate My Neighbor. I do not know that one. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I've oh never heard of that. God. Zombies Ate My Neighbor is probably one of my favorite SNES games of all time. What? Okay. Yeah, you, you have to check that one out. It's I got to check that out. If sure. we can find a um, a version of it on like the classics, we should mm-hmm. we should definitely yeah. play that together. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, okay, my third favorite game of 2019 maybe being a little controversial here is death stranding really yeah so i was putting together Do my tell chris so i was putting together my list this is the thing i i feel better about death stranding now that i've had some time to sit with it and a lot of the hoopla has died out around it um i will concede fully that its story is bonkers and makes yes. zero sense and is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. I agree. Oh, yeah. But you can't deny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the experiences I had just walking around in that world and like having this, you know, weird traversal system that I think mm-hmm. was a lot of the thing that turned people off to the game. I remember when we talked about it, that was one of the things that you and I both very much like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to me, it's like the unique way that it tackles that, that mm-hmm. it makes just walking around and traversing the landscape, this activity, this challenge is really interesting. And I think it's the sort of thing that I, I think will be influential going forward. And I, yeah. It's just the sort of thing where I look at it and I'm like, this is unique. Nobody has done this before. And I just wish that the whole game had uh, focused on that more and mm-hmm. focused on the story less and just just made it about walking. Like, yeah. if this were a game about walking and... Understanding, like, just how disconnected everything really is. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I think it would be so elegant and beautiful. And I... I and my thing is, I keep coming back. I think it is kind of that way in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. I think it is kind of elegant and beautiful. Anyway, I, I wish it didn't have that the weird story dragging it down and all the you know weird cameos and whatnot. But like that's you know that's a Kojima game. That's what yeah. you're gonna get. That's just kind of the price of admission. And and that's I mean that's how I felt about Control for the most part. It's like mm-hmm. the, the story kind of dragged it down a bit for me as well. But the yeah. game is beautiful. I mean, and uh, Death Stranding, I believe it runs on the Fox Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe which was Metal Gear Solid Five. I think so, yeah. yeah. Which, obviously, we all know that is just a gorgeous game. Oh, yeah. And Metal Gear 5 still looks good by today's standards, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, there's no denying how good Death Stranding looks and feels. Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I think the defining moment to me was, like, early on in the first kind of world, um, there was a point where it told me, like, oh, by the way, you can press this button to rest. 
And oh, so I'm yeah, like hiking yeah. up the moment, hiking up the the hill, and I press the rest button, and I just sit there and rest, and I look out over the landscape, and that that feeling was just like, mm-hmm. look how far you've come. It was just such a feeling of accomplishment. It's just this this simple thing, um, and it's just really good at evoking that that those like those like deep feelings of like I don't know peace and accomplishment yeah. and whatnot. And it's, it just sucks when. It pays to a monster energy drink. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Stuff like that. And so it's like, so what I will say is like, I think it deserves recognition as one of the best game of the years, best game of the year just for that. Um, Although I do understand it has all this other baggage, you know, associated Mm -hmm. with it. But I think as far as like, I I think I'll definitely remember it. And I think it did did new stuff, which is my criteria for like yes. what should be recognized and know? that's exactly how i feel about it too um the way a game makes you feel should always be very much so on that list and that's mm-hmm. why pokemon's on mine yeah it reminded me of when i was a kid but it gave me what i actually wanted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah totally totally so what is your uh number two game of the so, year? number two i'm still going with games that uh were part of a series that i loved as a kid yeah total war three kingdoms oh okay yes, i'm for anyone that knows me when it comes to video games, strategy games, I'm a huge nerd. That's the main reason I have my Super PC mm-hmm. is because I have to be able to play my Total War games yeah, yeah, yeah. at highest graphics. Gotcha. Right? So <laughs> Total War Three Kingdoms is set in uh, ancient China. It's based on the, the book, you know, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, if you know anything about it, it's basically about uh, when the Yellow Turban Rebellion started and they overthrew the Emperor Dongzhu um, in basically all the drama that played out with it. It's a it's a big book. I've never actually read the book myself. It's basically, if you know Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> it's it's like that, but it's yeah. obviously not as, you know, anime-ish. Right. But one thing thing's really cool about uh, Three Kingdoms is, you know, there's two modes to play in, Romance mode and uh, Records mode. Records mode is basically just more historically accurate kind mm-hmm. of more like a rome total war right but not quite as fun if you ask me okay so you play in romance mode it basically turns these characters like guan yu lubu cow cow mm-hmm. uh or sao sao because i've always said cow cow but i've been saying it wrong my entire <laughs> life it turns them into basically godlike characters you know mm. that you can actually take out an entire army with lubu if, oh, wow. you, if you play it right you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's one of those kind of things it just adds you know that kind of sense of you know, development for your characters too. So like you level these characters up throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the first time I've ever played a Total War game where I actually gave a shit about my characters as well. Okay, yeah. Asides from, you know, uh, the Warhammer ones, which obviously, you know, that's all about the characters. Right. But this, you know, I was having a great time playing this one. And then I also noticed at the end of the game, or close to the end of the game, I should say, usually in a Total War game, you have the steamroller effect, which is... You become so powerful, you're so wealthy, you just make an army, you send it, you, you kill them off, you, you know, whatever. But the way they did this this time is basically once you get to a certain like power level, I guess, or like uh, size, your empire is a certain size, mm-hmm. two other factions in the game are also at that size at all times. Oh, okay. So like if one of them's close, they'll basically confederate with some other, you know, close areas or like ally with them. So they are that strength as well. Uh-huh. So there's never that point where you just steamroll through the entire game. Right. You have yeah. like a defined end game where the, the, the skill curve gets at its highest point. Exactly. And, okay. Interesting. In my first playthrough, I was unlucky enough to be, uh, let's say, 
if this is China, big circle, uh-huh. yeah. I'm taking out the center third. Oh, okay. So I was getting attacked from both sides. I was like, yeah. And I actually lost. I lost my entire empire. Oh, wow. So it was the first time I'd ever really, you know, lost a total war game. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of fun. Like, you actually feel like you're actually making strategic decisions near the end of a game as opposed to just trying to just force through it, just get right. over with. So that's one of the ones that, you know, love the Total War series. Probably my favorite strategy games of all time. And they really, you know, drove it home with this one. And they are coming out with uh, updates for it constantly. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's one of the things I need to pick your brain about because I've never been into strategy games Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but I like want to get into them. Um, So I'm, I'm so glad to hear that this one is awesome. And uh, yeah. (laughs) One of the uh, Twitch streams I like to do sometimes is just drunk in general. (laughs) (laughs) If I find myself a little bit too tipsy, I'm like, you know what? Let's switch over to strategy games and mess shit up. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, man. And I I think that's cool. I think that's another one that kind of gets overlooked a lot because it's Mm -hmm. like when you have this sort of game, I mean, I think everybody knows about Total War, but when they start nailing it, you know, when they do it really well and Mm -hmm. innovate with a new thing that creates an end game and then release updates for it constantly to keep engaged, I think it sort of falls away from the view of like the wider gaming world but for mm-hmm. that subset of people who love it like that's their game and it's just oh, yeah. better than ever and i and think we always forget about that you know it always reminds me of um maybe it's not exactly this way but like world of warcraft yeah yeah, you know, yeah. like most of us don't play world of warcraft mm-hmm. but the people that do fucking love it right or like true. overwatch like whenever a new character comes out in overwatch people that play overwatch are like yes this is what the hell i'm talking about yeah exactly and that's kind of what it reminds me of sometimes that's too. what i would love is like a list of games like that where it's just people's games you know exactly world right. of warcraft it's yeah. overwatch it's total war you know mm-hmm. these are like games on that tier on that level you know that are awesome the so. dota 2 fans and yeah yeah, yeah. exactly because i think we we just like forget those exist i always forget dota yeah. 2 exists somebody starts talking about until dota, they have them on like, esports i'm like oh wait there's right. a whole league for this there's yeah a, there's a team out of raleigh for this what the hell right yeah, exactly like, so, okay. yeah 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 it's just or, or like league of legends too oh yeah and i was like what it's crazy yeah it really is so uh yeah somebody needs to make that list maybe we'll have to put it together but that might be it. a show yeah might exactly be one of our bonus episodes. <laughs> i would love that <laughs> we should try each of them if we ever get the money <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that'd be awesome <laughs> what about you chris what do you got number two on your 2019 list at number two i have control actually wow okay. yeah it was my second when i looked back, i was a little worried it was gonna be your number one honestly i'm not gonna lie the way you were talking <laughs> okay no, right gotcha <laughs> i i really liked it i think uh, the the main thing to me as I looked back over this year and I was I it was weird like sitting down and being like, okay, what were my three favorite games of the year? Mm-hmm. Trying to like balance, you know, as with everything, like my personal feelings about them and like how important I think they are and everything. Because it's not necessarily the game you played the most either, you know? Right, I mean? exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, control, like when we started doing the show, I think it was one of the earlier games that we did, and it had just been for me a long time since I played all the way through a single player game that I like really enjoyed and was intrigued by and control was that game for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of elements that were like catnip for me. Like when you get to the end and you have the credits roll and then it stops, then you're back in the game in the office and whatnot. I was Mm -hmm. like, I love this stuff. This is great. So when I saw stuff like that, I, I like definitely fell more in love with it. Um, but for me, it was just like it 
in a weird way, it reminded me of kind of like an old school game, kind of like Bioshock or whatever, where there's an interesting story and you make your way through it. Uh, and it, the gameplay is really simple, not super challenging, but you are doing something. And for me, it had just been a long time since I played a game like that. And this was a really good one to jump back into that world with and to just stick with for a while and see its story through and, mm -hmm. and play like that. So I think it's a perfect example of that kind of game. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And that's one of those games, like, like I said earlier, mechanics wise, they nailed it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it feels, that was the thing. It does feel really good. You almost feel more like a Jedi playing this game, this yeah. game than you do playing Fallen Order. Honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's one of the things that I really, really appreciate how they mm -hmm. you feel so powerful. Yeah, you really do. Game. And uh, I, I think the other thing that kind of makes it notable and whatnot is that for me, like it was the first game where I learned about like ray tracing and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh and, my gosh. Yeah. I, I you forgot know? how good that, that looks on the PC. Like if you play that with like an RTX, was it 28 or whatever? The, yeah. Right. Those things. I, I'm very excited to, uh, um, cause I have it downloaded on my PS4 or not downloaded, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. I can redownload it. Right. When PS5 comes out yeah. and it is backwards compatible yeah. with ray tracing, I hope they patch it and I can look at it because that's me too. That's one of those things I'm very excited to see. I hope they do that too. I'm I'm really pumped for that, and so mm -hmm. I, I think it'll kind of be remembered for that. I think it will live on if they do DLC or whatever. I think people will come back to it. It just you know it just really scratches that itch if there's just something you want to make your way through that has you know kind of a weird story. And like I said, I'm just super susceptible to things where it's like pull this light cord three times and then you're in a hotel on, yeah. near the beach and i'm just like yeah i love that stuff man <laughs> i felt so dumb at first when i told you about this one i couldn't i didn't know why the light cord wasn't working the first two times yeah it's like all right all right like there's nothing else in this room i might as well just like spam the square button right yeah same like, oh, thing shit. same like, thing happened to yeah. me and then that happens you're like wow <laughs> it's so cool i love so, that though. i love that feeling oh my goodness so good so yeah highly recommend control all right what is your number one? I wonder if it's the same one for both. You know of what? Us. How about this? We say it on three. <laughs> you want to try this? All right, we can try. Let's it. see if this sounds terrible. Let me let me let me check my list. Uh... <laughs> so if you don't remember it now, okay, it's not your yeah. number one. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Right. One, two, two three. three. Outer, Outer Wilds. Wilds. Let's yeah, go, baby. Let's Up go. top. Let's go. Yeah. How Outer could it Wilds. Not be? It, it had to be. Yeah. I mean, no game uh, has made me feel the way Outer Wilds has in mm -hmm. quite some time. Yeah. And that's including, you know, Red Dead. That's including, yeah. uh, you know, Breath of the Wild. This is one of those games that, like, while you're playing it, like, you know you're doing, you're a part of something special. Yeah. And for me, personally, I think a lot of it is just the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, my I think that's, goodness. Yes. The game is basically based around music. Yeah. Um, I listen to that soundtrack on Spotify was, sometimes. Yeah, so. I was just listening to it the other day. Yeah. I was playing FIFA. I was like, you know what I want to listen to? I want to listen to Outer Wilds. Yeah, just turned absolutely. It on, just enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Totally, like, totally. It's so just perfectly done with, you know, we, we both love space exploration stuff too. Totally, That's why, yeah. You know, we That's... played Observation. We, we played, uh, I'm sure you played No Man's Sky at some point too, did you not? You know, I didn't. You but stupid, stupid. I made up for by watching a lot of Moon Landing content oh last God. year. <laughs> That's how you actually listened to uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, the book. Oh, really? When I was driving out to New Mexico, uh, huh. my, it was just me and the dog. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, you know, my wife's not in the car. I can listen to whatever I want for yeah. you know, 16 hours a day. <laughs> so 
one of those days is going to be 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we've got to watch the movie because yeah. I've never read the book. I've only seen the movie. And I don't know if they match up super well. So I'm I'll intrigued. Find out soon enough. Yeah, cool. exactly. I love the book, actually. Oh, so, good. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's not exactly here or there. But anyway. it's oh, very similar. Yeah. But no, the great thing about it is just, you know, you're essentially this character that is you mm-hmm. but you are a an alien from what seems to be the last inhabitable planet in the universe this, this is the way i took it at least it might sure, not be yeah. accurate it could just be you know mm-hmm. a distant part of the universe or a galaxy or whatever but yeah. the way I, I saw it like the way it felt to me mm-hmm. was you were like basically the last inhabited uh planet in the universe mm-hmm. and your car your star is going supernova mm-hmm. you got 22 minutes at a time to explore your little solar system, which is all conveniently very close together, yeah. As you fly around in a wooden spaceship, <laughs> right, a little wooden spherical thing, yeah. Trying to figure out the secrets of the species that came before you that knew something was going on, mm-hmm. that basically caused what's going on, or well, to an extent, yeah. Um, and then it all boils down to the end of your little universe mm-hmm. and you're all playing music together as the world starts again and yeah you know, one of the best things in the world like when you start the game up again it shows the planet but it's different little creatures on it I was just, yeah i thought yeah. it was just so cool it's like okay it starts over you know? yeah exactly yeah. it's it's one of these things where it it morphs into different things as you play it like mm-hmm. it starts as a game about space exploration and just kind of like the enjoyment of the challenge of that of yeah. like and the risk and the danger of trying it. to land that little craft right trying to land yeah. that little craft and 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 so it, it starts out about that and it's like you love space and the game gives you these things to you know kind of make you fall in love with it all this kind of like they motivate that curiosity really well and then you get up there and you start exploring and then it becomes about the challenge and the danger of it and how fragile you really are in this world mm-hmm. And then yeah. it becomes about... And how alone you kind of are out there sometimes, yeah. you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it becomes about uh, science, kind of, and, like, piecing together through observation, like, the mysteries of what happened in the past is kind of, like, about history in that way, and piecing together how things work through mm-hmm. experimentation. In, in a way, you know, yeah. we would I mean, call it trial and error in a game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, it, and then it creates that feeling of, of like going somewhere where no one has been before and kind of like the exhilaration, but also mm-hmm. anxiety of doing that. Few things will make your heart pump faster mm-hmm. than a giant anglerfish in the middle of space. Yeah, oh my gosh. Eating your ship. <laughs> that is 100% true. <laughs> Good lord. And then in the end, it sort of becomes about how, like, you know, you ask, like, why do we do this? Why do we, like, explore other planets? And the answer, in a way, is because we want to learn about ourselves, yeah, our, in a our, way. Our place right. in the universe. Exactly. Yeah. How did we get here? And, and to a further extent, you know deeper questions like why are we here Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and this game presents that in in such a beautiful way that you know to me it's 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 a game that will go down in my mind forever Mm -hmm. as just like truly legendary uh yeah and then when you so the fact that it does that that it communicates all those ideas is one thing 
And then the fact that it does it using this very unique and interesting and innovative gameplay technique where you can kind of go anywhere and do anything and the story all pieces together in the end is also something that I think will be hugely influential going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we'll look back and be like, hey, you know, it started with Outer Wilds. Exactly. And I mean, one of the things, like you said earlier, uh, one of the reasons why we choose these games is because of how it made you feel. I will never forget uh, the first time I landed on the moon, mm -hmm. damn near crashed my ship. Yeah. Went and saw like one of the little writings. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Then all of a sudden the music starts. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? Like, why is it? Why is the screen getting bluer and bluer? And you finally get yourself turned around enough to look at the sun, mm -hmm. and it's just growing. growing. Yeah. <laughs> the music's getting louder and pumping. You're like, what the hell is going on? Right. And just that sheer feeling as, as it eats you up, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. this. Once you realize what you're actually in for, yeah, that's just one of those feelings that I, I'll never forget. It. I loved it so much. Yeah. And there are so many. It generates so many of those feelings. You know. I think they start early for me, like as soon as I linked with the statue in the museum, mm -hmm. it was just like, and I saw my yeah, whole life flash through. before my eyes. I was like, whoa, you know, yeah. so that was one of those moments. And then there are a lot of those moments in the end game. And, you know, it is just, it's just something else, man. It's oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> when you finally get your little, like get onto the sun station. Yeah. Because you know, I'm sure you tried, you know, trying to just land on it. And Many times. You, once you find out, oh, I can't just go straight at it. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, too. That's one of the other things that makes it so interesting is that there are so many ways to do everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an easy way to do that. And then there's a hard way to do it. And the hard way still is possible. It's just yeah. very difficult, you know. And so to have that freedom, like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, and it doesn't feel like you're guided. Mm -hmm. It really does feel like you're exploring and figuring it out. Like that's amazing. Well, that's so hard to do. That's what everybody's trying to that, do. And so that reminds people... me is when you said that um, you're a little bored. Yeah, yeah. Like where it shows like this like... connected, this this connected. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Like it just reminds me of that Charlie Day. Uh, <laughs> he's like ah. Pe Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and then like you look at. Like you can go to each individual thing and say, okay, well, these are the things you need to know about this particular site, mm -hmm. and maybe you're missing something here. Like it, yeah. it's, it's very expertly done. Uh, huge shout-out to Mobius Digital. Absolutely. Um, developed, and the, the composer of the music as well was Andrew Prolau. I, I, I'm I was, pretty sure I butchered his name. I was about to say, I'm glad but, you're going to read that. Yeah, I pictured I'll, it in I'll take this head. one over. I'll, I'll, I'll take the uh, the hit on this one. Yeah. I know. Um, he, they, just an amazing job. Yeah. Nothing. nothing I can't think of a single negative thing to say about the game yeah me neither awesome. really i mean it's it's really mm. like a very small um studio so i mean it, graphics still look amazing yeah, yeah the, the, the colored palette they use the uh design choice it's yeah yeah beautiful and the things they had to do to engineer that game you know i haven't even made my way all the way through it but i recommend checking out the the no clip documentary about it on youtube oh yeah you mentioned that yeah yeah they uh they essentially every time you jump they had to like push the whole world down to like mm -hmm. make it work like the things they had to do to make this happen are astronomical if you'll pardon the pun <laughs> you son of a i know <laughs> you've done it twice to me today yes <laughs> but it is and uh it, but the the feeling that it creates like it is more than the sum of those parts you know mm -hmm. like those would be amazing on their own and it is even more than that in the end so oh yeah just wild Outer, Outer Wilds. Wilds. Oh, I'm <laughs> so, doing it. I can't control myself. He is so punny today. Let's take oh, a quick break. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to calm down with all these puns, and uh, we'll be right back with Games of Decades. 
let's do it. And we're back. Uh, since this is 2020 that we're in now, and mm-hmm. last year was 2019, it was the end of the decade. So in addition to all the end of year lists you saw, also I'm sure you saw a lot of end of the decade lists, and we are no different. <laughs> we have put together, uh, both of us have put together kind of like our top 10 games of the decade. Mine was like a little rushed because I, did, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I didn't think about it as much. But I do think I have a good list of 10 games here that kind of represent uh what my top 10 are and i think you've got the same mm-hmm. uh, although you you actually put thought into yours and <laughs> yeah I, I did mine a little bit ahead of time i was doing yeah. so, uh, another project that i am nowhere near completing with yeah. this and by the time i finish it it'll be obsolete so. yeah, fair enough <laughs> but stay tuned for it anyway yeah, exactly. we'll figure it out so i think you're gonna go through your 10 i'm gonna go yes. through my 10 and then we will announce what the game is for next month Yes, and uh, to make this perfectly clear, these are not in any particular order. Yeah. Um, I am, besides for, you know, obviously the game of the year, it's so hard to rate things that you've played a while back compared yeah. to stuff that's new. I, I will say, I do have one that I will say is Your like my personal game of the decade, if you had yeah. to pick one. Um, but we'll get to that's that. That's the second. one that I have at the top of my list. I feel kind of the same way. Okay, So yeah. that works out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so let's then, go. You go for it. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, I did not get serious into gaming until probably about 2016 or so. So yep. I played some games from before that, obviously. But just so you understand, this is why a lot of my list is from the back end of the decade. Yeah, so. and I will say it's funny for me, too, because I got into it in, oh, man, I want to say like 2015. Like I got mm-hmm. dedicated to it and like I want to do you know podcasts and I wrote about it and stuff like that. And then I kind of fell off for a while and I got back on recently mm-hmm. now the moment you feel like passionate about it and like right yeah, trying to re- yeah and it's like as i look at the list i'm like i guess i didn't miss too much but i definitely missed some stuff that i think is on your list uh because mm-hmm. like you were getting into it as i was getting out of it and now we're both back now we're into back it into again. it yeah exactly <laughs> and this is all basically so we don't get hate mail wise so why your favorite games are not on our list <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I was, it's like sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh get started here so my top 10 here, I have first on mine, uh, Fortnite slash Minecraft. Yep. And that's basically because the way those games basically shape the decade, uh, you don't know a single kid that doesn't play one or the other. Yeah. Uh, look at, go just go to Target once you can see all the Fortnite and Minecraft toys everywhere. Um, I obviously play both of these. Minecraft, I played a lot with my sister. That's one of the games that when I first got back into playing video games, that was one of the games that you know, we played together. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Not every game has to be me just killing everything. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those games that like I really felt great about that. Uh, Fortnite, extremely colorful, extremely you know fun to play with your friends. Um, that's the only reason I like it is because mm-hmm. it makes it so easy to play with my friends. And also, it's a shooting game, but there's no blood. It's just like bright and colorful, and yeah. it's like a little hit marker showing on you. Not you know blood splashing at your neck, which you know sometimes you don't want to be gory. Yeah, exactly. Those are both crazy because they are, obviously, I think they're the two games that kind of defined the decade because they were massively successful, mm-hmm. massively popular, uh, and massively unique, too, in a way. Um, yeah. I think Fortnite kind of is riding the Battle Royale train a little bit more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Than I mean, Minecraft. They, they basically Minecraft did PUBG. Totally unique. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they were kind of late to that. But the fact that they were both so successful, like, I think when people look back, at this decade in video games to look at those two games. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, next on my list, I have Spider-Man. And I have Spider-Man on here mostly because 
It is the best soup. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, the yeah. best superhero game I've ever played. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like Avengers, Marvel, all their movies, they kind of defined this decade, movies-wise for me at least. Mm-hmm. And you know, finally having a video game that matches that quality and seeing how it you know played out, like the way that this is going to turn into a uh, video game universe as well. Mm. Um, super excited about that and just the level of detail. Yeah. In this game, I mean. Spider-Man, uh, I think it was Spider-Man 2 back in the day, where you I were so, yeah. flying from building to building. Mm-hmm. This game just feels like that, but 10 times better. And you can yeah. actually walk around the streets. And they put out a lot of DLC for this one as well, which I did not actually get to play, mm-hmm. just based off you know time constraints. But I absolutely loved uh, Spider-Man so much. It definitely nails that vibe, and I think that's something very difficult to do. Just mm-hmm. like I think Star Wars... Jedi Fallen Order kind of nailed the vibe of Star Wars. This one nails the vibe yeah. of, of Spider-Man, at least. Like, still just a little quirky, but still serious enough to make you really like it. Totally. Um, next on my list, I have Total War Warhammer 2. Yep. Um, this is another game that just updates and updates and updates. Like, if you play this game now, compared to when it first started with all the DLC, it is a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Uh, one of the things they did that was really cool to me, which I'm surprised more people haven't done before this, if you own the first Total War Warhammer game, Total War Warhammer 2 mm-hmm. has a mode where it puts both the maps together. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it just it turns into basically all the old factions are now added in with the new uh, thing they got going on there. It's extremely impressive. It's my favorite Total War game I've ever played. And that's saying a lot because I've yeah. played them all yeah. and I love them all. Nice. This is definitely uh, the bee's knees. I mean, I know a lot of people got pissed off when they went with the magic stuff, but I think it just adds such a new level, a deeper level of strategy. And mm-hmm. I just absolutely love it. That's awesome. Um, next, I got Civ 6. Um, I never played a Civ game before this one. Oh, really? And wow. I absolutely love it. It just... For the same reasons I love Total War Warhammer. Yeah. Constantly updating. Um, also, just the level of strategy involved is amazing. Uh, if you, Especially if you get like the Gathering Storm where it adds in cl- uh, climate change affecting the map. Uh-huh. You have to have like a big uh, UN uh, meetings where you basically decide which civs are you know causing the most problems. You got to put them down. Everyone joins against them. So you, it, it adds a level where you can take it out if you want, if you want to just conquer the world, obviously, because it's impossible to do if everyone gangs up on you. Right. But it makes it a little bit more realistic on how people would actually interact in this kind of situation. So if the two biggest civs are, you know, button heads on things, people are going to take sides. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically almost like a Cold War standoff, which is really yeah. kind of cool. You know, you don't really see that a lot in games that's done well, at least. That's awesome. I didn't know they added that much level of detail to it. I played mm-hmm. five and I was like, this is cool. Yeah. So I'll definitely have to check it out. Oh yeah. I'll... It's on PlayStation 4 now too. Oh yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, next on my list, I have Super Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Nice. For the yeah, Switch. yeah. So this is one of those games that me and my wife would play together. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically drinking and driving is what we call it. Absolutely. We, you know, yeah. And just <laughs> play Mario Kart. Um, she's really good at it. Nice. I was surprised. Yeah. Um, I will say she hasn't beaten me when I'm sober. <laughs> but I tell you what, if I have like two beers, she's she's got more stamina than me on that one. I tell Amazing. you what, she's still kill me on that one. It's so much fun. Uh, obviously, you know, just unlocking things constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's just family fun. You know, it's Mario yeah. Kart. You know, how can you hate Mario Kart? I was gonna say, I think it's that's one of those ones that would have made my list if I had 
played more multiplayer of it. It's mm-hmm. just one of those that's never gotten traction yeah, with like game. any group I've been a part of. So uh, I definitely love it. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wish I had more of that. What you have where yeah. you get to play with other people. <laughs> uh, next on my list, I have Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, this was probably the first story-based uh, game that I played that really made me like, oh, wow. This was, I could not put this down. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I've you know, played story-based games before this, but this was, you know, since I got back into gaming, this was, what, 2016 when this came out, I think. Uh, just couldn't imagine that they were able to do what they did. It's a sci-fi story. I love sci-fi. I'm a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, it's just beautiful. It plays well. I actually loaded it up the other day just so I could see it on my 4K TV, on nice. my PS4 Pro. Yeah. And still just cannot believe how good this game looks, how well it feels. The story still gets me every time when I hear new things. Um, really love the way they did that and just the fact that no matter how you choose to play it you're not doing it wrong Mm, I love that I love Mm -hmm. that that is definitely the one that is like that's the one in my backlog that is really like poking me like come on like you gotta you You gotta do it come on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next on my list is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild oh yeah and this I literally bought the Switch for this game yep because I kept hearing about it, kept hearing about it. I was like, uh, I was like, ah, I'm not really that big into Zelda. And one of my friends was, you know, playing on his Wii U actually. He was like, nah, mm-hmm. you need to play this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I picked it up and sure enough, I played the first two hours. I was like, wow, this is so different yeah. from any open world game I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Uh, just the fact that you can jump off the plateau and go straight to the final boss. Yep. Nothing is stopping you except for, you know, all the perils in the way obviously sure <laughs> but you can technically just go and do it yeah and the game doesn't yeah. tell you where to go it doesn't tell you what to do it encourages you to start with but that's about it mm-hmm. and i found out you know recently because i've only played through once and i still have not defeated ganon because i didn't want it to end that, yeah me being selfish towards myself here <laughs> um i skipped an entire like town that i was apparently oh, supposed really? to see the beginning like yeah apparently there's a whole battle tutorial in some town and i just oh. didn't do it i didn't know mm. And you know, I just kind of learned on my own. Yeah, and it's one of those things. It's so satisfying when you take down those uh, those centaur-looking creatures. I can't yeah, remember what they're yeah, called yeah. right now. I don't uh, remember either, yeah. but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And then when you go off to that island um, right off the coast there, where you mm-hmm. lose all your abilities. Yeah, and you're just like, or all your uh, equipment, I should say. Right. It's just like, well, you know, do what you do what you learned. Right. And you're like, oh shit! And then you realize, oh, I really did learn how to play this game. It's yeah. really really cool. Yep. Um, after that, I have Outer Wilds, uh, which mm-hmm. we just spoke about. Obviously, it's going to be on this list if you listen to the way we talk. Yeah. So I don't think I have anything else to say about that right now. For you know, sure. I'm trying to burn through these. Mm-hmm. Uh, second to last on my list is God of War, mm-hmm. the new one. It's the other one in my backlist is poking me. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is another one of those story games where as I was playing, I was like, wow, this this is a deep story. It's not just some dude screaming and killing things. It is a very meaningful story about, you know, a man trying to reconnect with his son, but also dealing with the loss of his wife. And also at the same time, being a god and having to kill a bunch of other gods. It's, it's, it's one of those things that like, is really cool. Just the whole package. <laughs> and then if you are a big fan of the originals, there is a certain scene that I won't spoil where it ties it a little bit back in. And it's just... I didn't even play the originals. I just watched my friend Brian play through them. Mm-hmm. And that scene still got me. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. so cool. And the, the gameplay is really tight. It's a little challenging, 
but it's a good challenging like I mentioned earlier kind of like uh, Star Wars Fallen Order yeah 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 it reminds me of this but I think God of War is like the better made version of that okay gotcha yeah yeah and then last on my list which I'm sure everybody who has put together a best of the decade list has it it's gotta be Red Dead Redemption 2 it's gotta be mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. um, no game this decade has that level of polish mm-hmm. and that's I mean other games have made me feel more emotions mm-hmm. other games have you know been better shooters mm-hmm. other games have been better uh you know racers or whatever mm-hmm. but this game pulls all of those together and just does it so perfectly there's not a single thing in that game i didn't one thing that i've, I've never had this happen in any other game i've ever played i did not experience a single bug hmm. while i was playing red dead 2 i'm sure I, I know a lot of people have yeah but maybe it's just the way I played it, and like maybe because yeah. I wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. But not a single bug while I was playing through it. Um, beautiful game as well. I mean, yeah. like just I the think, rolling countryside. I think that's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a game that would have bugs in it. You know, exactly. It feels so refined, and it feels so grounded. But at yeah. the same time, they have like you know some of the supernatural elements here and there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's that's also just you know rock star. Like, yeah, you exactly. Know, you got to have a ghost train. You got to sure. you got to have you know literally ghosts in the middle of the swamp. Like just mm-hmm. crazy things that are in there, but it feels like it belongs still because they yeah. created this world about it. Like I I've never played a game that like open drawer, pick up this, pick up that, pick mm-hmm. up. You know, it's just it seems tedious until you really are like halfway through the story and you're hunting. Yeah. Like no, this this feels right. Yeah. And that's I, why Red Dead Redemption is the top of my list. I, no game made this year, aside from you, know, God of War, Outer Wilds, are that level of polish. Mm-hmm. But this game is so big. Yeah. And it does it all so perfectly. I got to give them the nod. Totally. I, I get it. And in fact, that's a good transition because the first one on my list is I'm doing a little bit of a cop out. It's Red Dead 1 and 2. You know, nice. I think yeah. when you use them as the bookends for this decade, you mm-hmm. know, Red Dead 1 started with like, this amazing story uh, that is so much more nuanced than you typically see in in games. Uh, just really doing a lot of things new, and just that was one of those games that I would look to anybody, and they'd be like, "Oh, I think I'm thinking about playing uh, Red Dead Redemption." They'd be like, "Yes, you should do it." Like yeah. I don't care I, what your interests are; mm-hmm. like you got to do it. Um, Good and, lord, yeah. <laughs> so just think about it now. It's just like. I, I think I gotta go home and re-download that. Right, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. And then Red Dead Redemption 2, you know, t- took that foundation, added on to it significantly, and did really become, like, one of the classics of this decade. Um, to me, the thing that's so revolutionary about uh, Red Dead 2 is that, you know, the the way I, I encapsulate it in, uh, in one sentence is to say that you can say hello to people. Yeah. You you don't have to shoot people. And that was the thing about Red Dead. It had the limitation of every other open world game, every Rockstar game where the, the main method of interacting with the world was violence. Mm-hmm. And with Red Dead, obviously there's a lot of shooting and whatnot. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't feel like that is the primary method of interacting yes. with the world. You can talk to people. You obviously can go in and buy stuff. You can ride around. You can hunt. It just, it really does feel like a fully realized world. And where violence is proportional in that world. Mm-hmm. It is there. It's a rough and tumble world. But, you know, 
what what's amazing is that you pull out a gun in Red Dead One, and it's like, yeah, that's expected. You pull out a gun in Red Dead Two, people react appropriately. I love that so much. Right, and that just that mere fact is revolutionary in my mm-hmm. eyes. So, I mean, you can tell a dog he's a good boy in this game. Who that's doesn't, so true. Who doesn't that's love so that? true. That's <laughs> like, so true. <laughs> so yeah, Red Dead uh, One and Two on my list. Um, one of the ones that I think uh, deserves a little attention just for being so unique and heartfelt in a weird way is Undertale. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, played Undertale way back in the day. It That was kind of like the, uh, in that phase where I got way into it. And so everybody was talking about Undertale and I played it. And, you know, I'm not huge into like the Metroidvania style games, but like the amount of heart that that game mm-hmm. has and the uniqueness of the characters and everything is something you that is very rare um and you know i just like fell in love with that game in a weird way and then to learn that there are all these secrets and intricacies that you could dive into and and look into and research and hack the game and whatnot it it was just amazing to see all that and so plus also one of the best soundtracks ever yeah like on par with outer wilds in my mind um so yeah under- that's one of the games that actually comes up a lot in like game ranks or what culture like when they're talking about you know uh secret bosses or mm-hmm. like characters that you didn't know were dicks the whole time yeah like, yeah exactly it's really, really kind of cool yeah and it, yeah. It, it it is it is like the best iteration you know i think of kind of like old school games you know 2d side scrollers and whatnot new school games 3d and everything and it it is you know obviously cheating because it's a 2d game that came Mm. out in the 3d era but it is it takes all the features of that and it's kind of like the best iteration of it you can get yeah um and so i love it um next on my list is last of us um (sighs) that to me was the game that proved i don't know if it proved it you know definitively i think there are other games you could argue proved it but it was like that was the first game where it felt like pop culture was like okay games can be serious too Mm -hmm. you know and that everyone understood it i think you could go to like shadow of the colossus and whatnot and be like yeah "Yeah, this is a game that but for that for the ps ps3 generation that was like the the defining right serious game and i think it was the first time that everybody saw it and was like oh yeah like we can be serious we can be dramatic um and so you add uh, that add aspect onto it and then just how amazing it was to go through these very detailed burned out towns and mm-hmm. run from these legitimately horrifying zombies and to really like and to really <laughs> yeah. like feel weak in a game when most games you feel super powerful to mm-hmm. feel like really you know downtrodden and whatnot uh and then to get to the end of it and the ending that it has is uh you know super powerful super interesting and so uh you know that is just a classic in my mind you hit the nail on the head there i think that feeling of almost helplessness yeah that's so difficult to capture in a video game because you know if you're good at games mm-hmm. you never really feel like you're over like underpowered at all but yeah i mean for people like you and me like we're not you know pro gamers by any stretch of the sure. word but also just the way that game like basically puts you on your back foot the entire time almost. Yeah, you know, like exactly. You're not, you know, going to take 50 bullet shots to the chest as you run at somebody. Right. You, you can't just punch a, uh, they call them the freakers in that game or oh, screamer. I don't. What? What? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even remember, but reason. I know what you mean. But the zombies, basically. You yeah, can't yeah, just, yeah. You'll beat the shit out of them. Right, yeah, exactly. 
grounded. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like games are so often about like here's all the things you can do, and mm-hmm. this is like this is what you can't do. Exactly. You know? And yeah. that's that's super unique to me. Um, next one on my list is Papers Please. Um, just like you know, Last of Us proved that games could be really serious and everything. I think Papers Please proved that you could use a a system. And again, I think there are games before this that also proved that mm-hmm. this is for me personally the one where it kind of clicked where it's like a system of cause and effect and whatnot mm-hmm. can have a really clear message because that's really all that game is it's the system of you have to follow these instructions and if you do certain things other things will happen and you really have to make this choice about what you're going to do yeah even if it's outside the bounds of what the game is telling you to do. And and the fact that it does just that, it, it really is just that system and nothing else uh, around it, nothing else ordaining it or uh, ornamenting it. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm trying oh, to sure. say here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because no frills, it's just basically. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No frills, just that system. It delivers that message that it's trying to send in such a powerful way. And, and when you're playing it, it doesn't really... I think feel like it's trying to Mm -hmm. have a message it's just like this is what it is and that's the thing that makes it you know really makes you feel like someone in that system yeah exactly or or even this system i guess that they're trying to you portray yeah or even just to portray a system that where it feels like there's no escape Mm -hmm. and that there's no good options and it's like how what choices do you make when you have do you no live, choices you've got yeah. a lot of choices but you also have no choices exactly. and which ones are you going to make so you're trying to make the decision between living as a cog or live as a human almost yeah exactly and it's like the way it just it kind of forces your hand too in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. it's just really interesting and so you know highly recommended um the witness is on here for me um that is a game for me that <laughs> taught me to meditate as weird as it sounds. Yeah, you talked to me about this actually at one point. Yeah. yeah. So it was like that game is is super interesting and I think there are two very different levels you can enjoy it on. On one level you can enjoy it on the exploring the island, doing the puzzles, etc. And the other level is you can kind of dig in and see what it's trying to say about life mm-hmm. and everything. And if you dig into it on that level, I found it super rewarding. I don't know if a lot of people will because it's kind of existential and whatnot. Um, but I highly recommend it. And what I would really recommend is I don't even think you have to play it. I would look up, uh, you know, beating it and finding the videos in the theater. Mm-hmm. And just knowing the the first level of the game, the puzzles and whatnot, and go into the second one uh, by watching it on YouTube or whatever, yeah. you'll get what you need to get out of that game, and I think it's awesome. See, I've never actually played it myself. Um, mm-hmm. I do have because it was I think it was free on PlayStation Store. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I do have it on my system. I was wanting to play it, but I have seen so many people talk about it, you know, just through review videos and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, like you said, it's just well, I, I love the visual aspect of it as well. But, oh yeah, it really is beautiful. Yeah, and it is one of those things. Like apparently there are like different endings and stuff like that. Like you mm-hmm. have to really read into it. You have to really know what you're talking about in order to find it. Because yeah, unless and you're it's really not paying clear. attention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, they you're really they, paying attention to know what they're talking about. Very left ambiguous, very purposefully. And yeah. I like that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> our lists are so different. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Next on my list is Kentucky Route Zero. Um, you just made that up. Th- I, no, it's real, <laughs> man. Kentucky well, Route Zero? Is it real? Kentucky Route Zero, I guess. You know, I, <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite. This one is yep. really like, we talk about defining games of the decade and whatnot. This defines it because it came out throughout the entire decade. It was okay. first launched in, I want to say, 2013. And then the last episode actually just came out last month in January of 2020. It's a point-and-click adventure game, for lack of a better term, where you play a furniture delivery guy who's making his last delivery, but to get to Five Dogwood Drive, where you're supposed to take this furniture, you have to travel along Kentucky Route Zero, a hidden highway under Kentucky that will get you where you need to go and is inhabited by all these like very ordinary people um but very interesting unique people huh it it uses magical realism which is to say it is yeah (laughs) definitely look it up it uses magical realism which is to say it puts very ordinary people with ordinary lives into a fantastical uh fantasy like uh story um, Interesting. And what really shines about it to me is that, you know, I just wrote about it. And what I said was they take every element that gets grouped under art in a game and they make all of those as beautiful and elegant as possible. So the music is fantastic. The visuals are really cool. But also the pacing is really nice. It kind of feels like a reading a, a play sometimes or watching a play. Mm-hmm. Um but the the focus and the attention that they put on every word of the story and the dialogue is just completely unmatched in my mind. And if you are able to go on this really slow, meandering journey with the game, I think it'll be really worth it for you and you'll encounter a story that is really like deeply human Mm -hmm. you know and really you know kind of heartfelt and uh powerful really in the end so kentucky Route zero i've never heard of it before but now i'm extremely interested yeah i i highly (laughs) recommend it and they just released a they called it kentucky Route zero tv edition on consoles it was originally just on pc now it's available for on for all consoles um, so you can play it no matter what you have now. Nice. Thanks, Annapurna Interactive, for <laughs> working with them and making that happen. Um, next up on my list is Gone Home. Um, mm-hmm. Gone Home was one of these games that it might be the game that really ushered in this era of like, like I want to say like walking simulators, but I, I think it's like the best of the walking simulators mm-hmm. just like kentucky route zero i think the writing in that game and the way they present it is perfect uh and the the way that they use this very simple system uh to present this story is still totally unique and yet really powerful and it's just one of these ones that like i, I don't want to say too much about it because it's like if you haven't played it you should spend the I don't know, like two hours or whatever it is and Mm -hmm. play it um, because I don't want to spoil anything about (laughs) it. But just that it's another one of these. I think there was kind of this turning point in the early or like the early 2010s where 
we had seen the success of games like braid and whatnot and people were like okay we can make games that are really story driven and Mm -hmm. really kind of artistic and whatnot and use kind of sparse game elements yeah uh to create something really powerful and i think this is one of the first ones that people saw and were like wow that is powerful you know like i I almost feel like once people realize that um audiences have a stronger reaction to playing a character as opposed to watching a character yeah yeah that the walking simulator genre really took off. Yeah. So I mean, like, look at Overwatch. Or not Overwatch. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Firewatch. You know, like, stuff oh, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, you know, like, would it, have, it wouldn't have the same effect if you just watched a movie of that happening. Right. And I think that once they realize, like, oh, wow, this is, you know, why people are getting a, uh, mm-hmm. an emotional reaction. That's why they're rainy so high that everyone was like, okay, we can make these happen. And right. What wonders that did for the gaming universe it yeah. made people take it seriously right and I, and I think it's an element that people hopefully will apply to bigger more AAA games mm-hmm. and it's like hey you can take these elements put them in there and then you'll have something that's really just incredible right yeah. yeah really off the charts and that's the thing I think you see the echoes of that in something like Red Dead 2 where it's slower and you see when stuff and, when you take a slow trot on the horse mm-hmm. from one town to the next maybe decide to stop and camp for a couple of days like mm-hmm. you don't have to be doing something uh, you know, incredibly action packed yeah it's just makes the game that much more enjoyable and I think that's what was like you mentioned about Death Stranding mm-hmm. that's just one of those things that it is something that was always overlooked before I guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, the the final three on my list I think we've already talked about I'll zip them real quick Fortnite, uh, for me, I think exactly what you said, tying Fortnite and Minecraft together is the way to do it. Kind of those two defining games of the, the decade. Fortnite is the one that, you know, resonated more with me, especially in the last year since oh, I yeah, kind of got into it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what people are talking about. Um, so it, I think it's decade defining. Mm-hmm. And uh, on top of that, you know, I really enjoyed it over the last <laughs> year. And that, that, that was pretty wild. Um, Outer Wilds is the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we, you know, after this and the whole podcast we did on it before, I don't think there's really anything else we can say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it but it, what I will say is talking about Gone Home and these games that, you know, I think you can draw a line from them where it's like, you know, it's this game where it's like, let's really focus on creating this feeling and this this uh, story and these emotions. And I think Gone Home was one of the early ones to do it. And now we've got, we took that little seed and it's grown into this huge, massive thing that is Outer Wilds and just took it from zero to a million uh, in that evolution there. Uh, And then finally, what is my like definitive game of the decade? My number one is Breath of the Wild. I was going to say MLB The Show. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Don't put it past me. That is certainly the one with the most hours logged for me this decade, for sure. Uh, But it's Breath of the Wild. Um, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild takes so many of these elements that we talked about and combines them to make, you know, I, I know we talk about uh minecraft and fortnite defining the decade but i think in a lot of ways uh breath of the wild defines the decade because Mm -hmm. it takes uh the kind of dark souls uh difficulty in a way like you're learning how to do it you're also kind of upgrading your health and everything but you know Mm -hmm. it kind of takes that mentality it combines it with okay writing pretty good writing it creates the open world 
that truly feels open i mean i think that is the revolutionary thing about it mm -hmm. that this open world feels open it feels like it continues going on with how you you see that in red dead 2 as well um and that's that's so important yeah in an open world game like that i feel like it doesn't need you yeah almost. exactly yeah. and it's yeah. it's it's just like uh you know i think when um when the original uh zelda was created um the creator and oh my god i'm blanking on his name right now it's Mark. shigeru miyamoto yes when Jeez. when shigeru miyamoto created zelda he said or he didn't say but they've written that he wanted to make it a game that felt like exploring the hills of his childhood and whatnot and i think the original zelda does that and i think mm -hmm. breath of the wild is the modern update to that there's a, a gdc talk where the creators said we just wanted to take it back to the kind of the core elements of Zelda mm -hmm. exploration, adventure, you know, yeah. uh, finding things in the world, uh, encountering enemies and whatnot. And this game does it. It, it, mm -hmm. it. it is so much more complex and layered and everything than the original Zeldas, but it has the exact same heart and does it in the you know if it gives you that exact same feeling just to a higher greater degree i think yeah and it's the epitome of i see that over there i want to go there right exactly start going there see if maybe you don't get sidetracked along the way because that's yeah how, i cannot tell you how many times i set out on a mission oh that looks cool i'll go get that right oh but that looks cool it's like you know raccoon syndrome i guess but no yeah and you're right and so and much. that feeling of because that's such a rare, th it was such a rare thing in video games. I think that was the mm -hmm. big limitation of video games up until this era is that you would see something and you think, oh, I want to go there. And you'd run into an invisible wall. Exactly. And it's like, no, 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 you oh, can't go background. there. Right, yeah. exactly. And uh, Breath of the Wild was this first game where you're like, I want to go to there. And it's like, yeah, you can go there. Mm -hmm. so. And the only other game that I feel like matches that uh, in the same sense would be Witcher 3, which we left off both of our Yes. Lists. Amazing. Obviously, enough. there's a million honorable mentions that we could have pulled out of our asses on this one, guys. But uh, Witcher 3, very similar open world, crazy like that. But definitely. Zelda just did it so much more elegantly, I think. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a break and we'll talk about our next interval. That will do it this month for Game of the Month Club. Jake, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on basically all the social medias um, on Twitter at TV. I am on Instagram at WolfJacob. And then I guess the best, next best place to find me would be on Twitch, I guess, huh, right? Yeah, there you uh, go. Twitch.tv slash BromoSapien. Nice. That's what about awesome. you, Chris? If you're looking for me, you can find me on um, Twitter, Medium, or Substack. Chris on vid games is the handle for all three. You lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> I snuck it in there. <laughs> um, next month on Game of the Month Club. So now we've talked about all the games of the year, all the games of the decade. Certainly gave you guys a very long episode to listen to. Uh, next month, we will be tackling something that we completely missed. Might might be one of the game greatest games been. of the decade. We I don't mean, know. It has 2019 right in the name. It's true. Could yeah, the best one of the, of the year. We just didn't know it. It's true. It is Farming Simulator <laughs> 2019. So we, I'm, I'm so glad you are so excited for this one because my story is I saw it was free on Epic. I downloaded it and I was like, 
finally like i <laughs> i have wanted to play this game like what is this game i have wanted to mm-hmm. play this game for years and now that i've finally gotten it for free i'll be able to because i'm like i'm not gonna spend money on it i tell myself every time it comes out i'm like that looks like something i would play the shit out of but i'm not gonna spend a lot of money to play this game yeah exactly and now i can already feel it i'm like if there's dlc i'm probably gonna buy it (laughs) (laughs) gotta support these guys somehow exactly it's it's one of these games to me that i see it the first time i saw it i was like haha like that's a fun novelty and now it's 2019 and the game still exists and i'm like what it's like euro truck simulator like oh yeah. people actually like this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like so i'm really curious to get into it and find out what people like about it mm-hmm. and who knows maybe we'll get addicted to it as well <laughs> get us ready for a flight simulator 2020 oh, dude apparently they have every airport in the world yeah i am so ready <laughs> we're gonna have to do that one when it comes That's gonna out be a real one yeah like i am here for some flight simulator i have to get a joystick just like uh Chris here before we get that one, I think. Oh yeah, man. But, get out the But until uh, then we're just gonna be raking stick. raking hose and <laughs> driving tractors. I I don't think that's not sure if I said that. I don't properly, think that's how you say that at all. <laughs> gonna look real country boy on this one. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> the went... end of a two hour episode. Yes, over I am here. so tired. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Let's leave it there. We will see you all soon for Farming Simulator 2019. Raking hose. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye.